Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Yeah, onto the doggies. Huge, big, huge recruitments. Doggies, tigers. That's why we started with it. A lot of changes in the squad. So let's get to the top of the doggies. Um, you know, Matty Burton, his year last year, like, and then he goes away for Australia, plays the way he does for Australia. Absolutely outstanding. Kyle Flanagan, another year working with him. Interesting situation they are in because obviously Kyle Flanagan, it, it like it seems like he can negotiate with other clubs, which is surprising because I, I feel like you probably re-sign him for relatively cheap compared to other sevens and he'd get a job done. But anyway, when you look at this squad, uh, Josh Adokar on the edge there. I will say, you know, right now in the backs, probably a little bit light. Um, when I look at the forwards, I would say better than last year, maybe needing a young forward like a Pele to step up to really add some oomph to Luke Thompson. But all in all, I think the addition of Reed Marnie working with um, Reed Marnie working with Flanagan and Burton is going to be incredible. Still question, even though I think Avril is a fullback, Still question marks is, can he take the step? He's a good NRL fullback. Can he take the step to becoming the elite level at the moment? Um, how do you see this squad? Yeah, I think it's another squad that is improving. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, a couple of big signings this year, which is very exciting. Um, you look at the outside backs. Obviously, Josh Adokar, fantastic. But I agree with you, mate. I think outside of him, they probably need a young guy, whether it's... Um, whether it's uh, Skelton or Alamotti to kick on, one of them to really explode. Like I, I probably think Braden Burns. I think he'll be a certainty for one of those um, spots on the edges. Declan Casey probably too, but yeah, I don't know about Canterbury. There's a lot of hype around them. I think they'll improve, but I just 
I'm not sure if they'll I just be a look top at eight. Uh, look at these. You've got Karaz that will be, you know, on one edge most likely. Yeah. Or fullback. Uh, Corey Allen. Oh, sorry, Braden Burns. Corey Allen's gone. But yeah, I look at this back. These these backs, and I go. When we look at like the the pinnacle, which is Penrith, and then you look at this this squad, uh, the Penrith are so like so stacked right now. They've got Tita Taruva, who would literally walk into nearly any other side. And then you you look at the backs here, and you go, look, there's some potential here for sure. Like for example, I love Karaz. I think he's fantastic. Um, you know, Braden Burns, like quite injury prone, unfortunately, which just sucks because I think he's got so much to offer. You know, really, you've only got one elite tier back, and that is Ado Car. Um, you're still unsure as to who the fullback's going to be. Like Avrilo may be there, but there's no way they're rolling into this preseason going. He's definitely got the jersey. He's their number one. Yeah. Put it this way: like Tigers are more settled on their number one than the Bulldogs are, and we know how important number ones are. Like absolutely, super, super important. Um, so we'll do the negative stuff first, and then we'll get into the positive stuff, guys. So stay, stay tuned. Don't, don't be too sad. Um, Timmy, what do you reckon about the squad? Yeah, mate, I was thinking all, all positive. So starting with the negative <laughs> part, you flipped me there a little bit. Um, I, I quite like it. Um, I think there's enough upside there. I, I think I think the, you're right on Avarillo. There's so much promise there and there's such a good footballer in there. Is fullback his, fullback his best spot? I think it is. The big thing for him and the Bulldogs will be Avarillo's ball playing if that can come along to, to the level that it needs to be. I think what we saw with Josh Adokar at the, at the World Cup, coming in, playing around the ruck, <clears throat> that can offset or take a little bit of pressure off Avarillo to be that just speed star in around the ruck, backing up these forwards, big TPJs, kickouts, and they're offloading. I know Adokar can't do that all the time, but there are certainly going to be opportunities. Um, so I, I, think, as I, said, I think Avarillo's ball playing will be a, a big focal point of the Bulldogs' pre-season. If that can come along... Matty Burton's coming off a World Cup campaign, an Origin series uh, where he was excellent. Oh, I just think there's real ingredients for a, a big season from the Doggies. I think the depth is good. Um, TPJ, Tavita Pango Jr. is another one where, like, we know he's a can be a bit of a hothead at times. We know he has his injury concerns, although he's starting to string a few more games together. He could be like the ultimate ball-playing lock, big, aggressive boy, has great passing game on him. Uh, yeah, I like what I'm seeing from the doggies. Do you think in ball-playing lock for TP? I think he, well, who else would it be at the dogs that they've got? So I'd go top and I, um, yeah, so. to Pine. To Pine? Yeah. Tavita Panga Jr. for <coughs> me, I would honestly just play him in the front row and say, bro, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, I need you to fucking rip and tear. Mm. I think you just want his job to be as up and down as it possibly can. Yeah, the I, more I, responsibilities you give him, the more... Because, like, oh, I think if gets. you put him in at 13 and your team structure is around Tavita Pangai Jr., he's just, he's too rogue. Yeah. He's too rogue for that. And it, but if you were doing that and, you know, you're worried about him getting 10 in the bin or getting injured or, you know, anything like that, you have Topany off the bench. To, where is it? Topine? Topany? How do you Topine. I'm just saying Topine. Topine. Um, Topine off the bench. You can slot in Actually, and do the exact same job. Well, what's um, Tarpanair? And that's with an A, isn't it? Yeah. So it must be Topanet. I think it is, yeah. Topanet. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm, I'm not convinced on TBJ at lock. I just think if there's if they can eventually unlock this bloke and his potential as oh, a footballer, holy dooly. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot of chat around Tavita Panga Jr. about this crazy off-season and his promise to coach this or that. <clears throat> you know, I will say Seraldo does have a knack 
in you know getting the best out of players and there's a lot of young players that have come through the Pen- Penrith Panther system that absolutely swear by Seraldo. Um, it's just with Tavita, the tough thing is, is like even like not even like you know getting sent for ten or injuries or whatever. Even like some of the plays he does, it's very unstructured and mm. kind of does his own thing, yeah. which can be great, you know, sometimes because it just breaks games open. But uh, just I would just be saying, mate, I need ten carries, twenty minutes. Come off from the bench, ten carries, twenty minutes. That I just. Is a bit more structure what he needs. Is that that license of mate just go, go out there and tear heads and offload? Does that not seem to be a mate? We need you to play a role for us where you are. He's a great passer, got a great passer. Yeah, man. oh for sure. Um, do, does does the structure potentially help him, mate? Yeah. We need you know fifty minutes out of you as a ball playing lock. We if he was twenty two, if he was twenty two, yeah, I'd say, yeah, that could work. Yeah, he's twenty six or twenty, maybe even turning twenty seven this year. <laughs> and to so play devil's advocate. I would argue that probably the most consistent six or seven weeks of TPJ's career was when he was at Penrith and Seraldo was there. Mm. Hopefully, it can transfer. That's a I'm good like point, you, mate. I just he was he was good at Penrith. Yeah, he was he was really good at. Pen- he came on, did a job, and he did it specifically. Now, is that the Penrith system that's forcing that? Yeah, or is it a Seraldo thing that he has a good connection with? Yeah, that's. I, I'm playing devil's advocate there. I'm not buying it personally. Mm. But if you are looking for a positive there that they can potentially get a TPJ, I think that's the avenue I'd be going down. It's just, it just get like the longer his career goes, the more frustrating it gets because, mate, he could be the best forward in the competition. And that's not hyperbole. No, I'm not. That's, I'm not taking that's the not piss at all. People will say we are. We're not. Tavito Panga Junior. at his best could genuinely be the best forward in the comp, yeah. or at least in the top five. He is destructive, and he has everything. He has ball playing, crazy offload. Like, you literally can't stop him offload. Great footwork. It's like, just, when does that come? And, when, and like, we, I remember that game a couple of years ago where he went, on, he went one-on-one with Tamalolo. He played him off the park in that game. Mm. Everyone went, origin, origin, origin. The next three weeks, it was just duck eggs from him. Like, it's, it's just so up and down. He's got so much ability, but I don't know how they get... The very best out of it. And the beauty of this side is that you've got Luke Thompson, you've got Max King, you've well, got Ryan Sutton, you've got guys you can put around him where his job is very simple, well, very limited. Imagine a, imagine a front row starting Tavita Pango Jr., Thompson, Edge, Kikau, other Edge, Raymond Fatala Mariner. Like, that's oh. a fucking good forward pack. It, it's just that, again, and I, as I said, like, that's why I said Pele, when he, if Pele steps up and becomes that front rower, all, like, they just need one big bopper to step up and partner Thompson. And all of a sudden their forward pack goes to that their team, even though I think they're lighter in the backs, I would have their team more chance of making the eight than I would have the Tigers, for example. Yep. That's how much, if they just get that last piece of the puzzle, I know that their backs are a little bit light on, but any back line with Adokar in it, you're going to get points if you work with him properly. Burton has proven that he can find points with, with Adokar. But that's the one thing that worries me because it's like a spanner in the works. Because how many times have we watched this year where like Luke Thompson or even Vaughan would go off the field and, you know, Max King would have some good games for sure, but they would just lose that punch to the middle. They, and they, they had no, like, Max King would get forward, but then the other, whoever else was rotating in would just struggle to get forward. Um, so that's the only concern with the forward pack. But you could look at a glass half full. If they do, you know, is... Paul Alamoli, is that a mistake that he's yeah, in the forwards? Yeah, no, he's, he's a back. He's a I was say, what the yeah. hell? That's all right. Um, 
know another little smoky that I, I actually think, and you're going to love this, Timmy. Ryan Sutton, mm. when he played 13 at the Raiders, he was putting up 250, mm. nearly 300 metres a game. <laughs> I was actually quite surprised that he got let go. And I even think there was a... Um, was there a little drama online and someone posted something and because he was taken off the field or he wasn't selected or something? I don't know. I think anyway. Um, so I think there were some that were shocked that Ryan Sutton was let go to the, the dogs. But I actually think that he might deliver quite a bit more than people realise to the Bulldogs because at the Raiders, he was just a victim of their forward pack is insane. It was just – I don't think there was uh, anything internal going on. Are there any issues? Or Anyway, to my knowledge, it was just they had too many – no, I, I don't mean he got let go. Sorry, that was my bad. I didn't explain properly. When he did re- sign with someone else, he wasn't getting picked. And so I think there was, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So as I would love to still have him at the Rays, but you're right, mate. Just a bit of an unsung hero. Just a workhorse. Does his job. Super reliable. You know, works on his inside in defence. He, he'll never let you down, Ryan Sutton. He wouldn't be on big money there. Mm. Uh, and he could be there starting 13 for the season. I don't know which way they'll go. They'll probably go with a more... Um, Proven, I suppose, ball-playing lock, but uh, yeah, really, really good signing. Well, really gets injured, like, plays a lot of games. Yep, yeah. It's it's interesting, like, who do they go with their 13? Now, we've been saying for a bit now, Topiner, does he have the size to play 13? I mean, I feel like he goes all right when he gets he, on there. He plays well above his weight, too. Um, I, especially when you consider the rest of the pack. I don't mind having a bit of a smaller 13. Mm. He, he, like, he, he's tough as nails. I think he'd do a job there, but... <laughs> He's been there for so long and they haven't picked him that I'm starting to wonder if there's more to it. Yeah. We're not saying. Well, so, I mean, to be fair, like Seraldo, the new coach, maybe he values that ball playing more than past coaches, maybe. He's crossed, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, when I look at this forward pack, as I said, if, if Franklin Pelé or Tavita Pangai Jr. step up, I mean, there's, there's even a world where, let's say Tavita Pangai Jr. does hit great form and he's on an edge. You've got an edge of Viliami Kikau and Tavita Pangai Jr. On their day, best back rows in the comp With together. With Taylor Mariner and Andrew Davey on your bench. Yeah. Like, who are both outstanding. Outstanding. I mean, I'd even, like, there's even a chance, like, Raymond, maybe he fits into that 13 role. Like, uh, his ball playing isn't terrible. Um, it's one of those packs that on paper it's it's incredible, but I just, I do just have a question mark around each of them. You yeah. Know? Like, How does it all click is together? Is going to transfer over? Can Raymond stay fit? You know, we, we hardly saw much of Luke Thompson last year. Um, obviously, you've got all the question marks around TPJ. But you're right, mate. If Seraldo can do what we're anticipating him to do, they could really go back to that dogs of war yeah. sort of mentality. I mean, we'll put it this way. Going into Cowboys year this year, when you looked at the pack, I would say this pack, maybe on paper, is at least as good on paper. Arguably, you could say better. Now, obviously, any... Any pack with Tamalolo in it is fucking incredible. So, like, there is a world where I'm not saying they're going to come second, but Seraldo, he has got some of the biggest raps I've ever heard an assistant coach have. Like, the amount of positive feedback that you get from players, from staff, from anyone that's worked with him. And so, although I still think that they'll be, they'll be pushing for the eight, most likely won't make it, there is a world where they become the Cowboys of 2023. Matty Burton, one of the best young halves coming through uh, Kyle Flanagan obviously T- Ch- Chad Townsend has won a comp but they're similar kind of players just lay the platform allow the guys to do what they need to do um, and the beauty of Flano too is that you don't have to pay him 700 no like like he'd be on one of the one of the lowest wages of halfbacks in the NRL 
which means that you can build a monster forward pack. You yeah. can have a superstar at hooker, a superstar at 5'8". Yeah. Like, I, I just think people, like, I, I'm not sure if they can win a comp with Flano, but they can re, they, they can definitely be relevant with Flano at halfback and the rest of this team, yeah. I think. The only thing in, in regards to comparing to the Cowboys of last year is probably their backs, Cowboys, yeah. you know, their backs were fucking... You look at it now and they're incredible. Yeah. Whereas the Doggies, um, they'll need a couple of young players to step up to become, you know, elite tier for them to compete with. You know, as I said, not saying they're going to be the Cowboys, but I am saying that, like, when you look at the forward pack, you could go, you, we could have easily compared that last year to Cowboys and said, yeah, a lot of potential here. And if it clicks, it goes well. So. Yeah, and even on that, like, Jake Carraz, I think, unleashed a bit of a potential star last yeah. season. He's terrific, was wonderful again at the World Cup. Paul Adamoti, you haven't seen a lot of him in the top grade, but lots of big, big wraps around him. So. Yeah. You know, they're all a year older, a year wiser, built into their bodies. So there's there's enough potential there to say, you know, who knows how good this backline could be. If one of Skelton or Alamotti kicks on, the backline looks completely different. Mm. And yeah. Braden Burns yeah. can stay well, Casey, injury-free. Casey was good last he year and then good. he got injured. Except for that debut. Oof. Yeah, rubbish debut <laughs> and then killed it. Bounce <laughs> Poor, back. I know. That, and that's what it was made it so good. Yeah. Is the debut was an absolute Barry Crocker, and then he came back, had the mental strength to just get it out of his head and played really, really Which well. Makes me, uh, he, that makes him more impressive, in my opinion. Oh, now for sure. For sure. Back. Now it's about like, you don't want him going up and down and up, as in like, yeah. you don't want him having a shocker, a good game, a shocker. You want to mm. find that consistency. But yeah. Nine out of ten kids or eight out of ten or seven out of ten would have been absolutely rattled and they would have come back, played like a busted or just been really quiet. Um, so, yeah, uh, in regards to squad balance, I think they've absolutely nailed it, um, especially if these younger outside backs can kick on. They've got great hookers, obviously. They've got Brandon Clark, got Reed Marnie, Fumanu Brown, who was great at the Tigers. Um, Halves-wise, they've got four halves ready to go. They've got Matty Burden, Kyle Flanagan, Beyonde Odo, uh, and uh, Iverson Matai. Um, coverage everywhere. Don't yeah, you? like it's a really well balanced squad. Like it really is. And you throw on top of that, I don't think New Brown's in the top thirty yet. I don't think he's in their official top thirty. You've also got Josh Reynolds on a training trial. Yeah. And the one I'm really excited for that I hope he gets in the kid that played halfback for Lebanon in the World Cup. Oh Ajah. yeah, yeah. Best hair in the game. Best hair in the game. <laughs> I really hope he gets an opportunity. Oh, what's his? I got his. I have his name here. Where is it? I can't believe I've forgotten his name because I, I, I was a f- massive fan of Raja. him. Raja. Raja. Yeah. At the World Cup. He was outstanding. And he, he was almost like a younger Josh Reynolds. Yeah, that's exactly. And he, he's like, he, he played SG Ball last year, the year before, but he was playing fullback then. He yeah, was okay. playing halfback for Lebanon. So he can sort of play. So he's got a good running game anywhere. at the very least. Yes. He, yeah. he's, he's a very Josh Reynolds. He's high energy. He can sort of do anything. He's just a good footballer. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Maybe. You know, does he jag a bench spot by the end of the year, maybe? Yeah. 14. Well, yeah. There's a, there's a couple of, like, Bulldogs pages that I've seen that, that people reckon that he, he could have a shot in the halves at some point this year. So a lot long way to go, but he's another exciting talent that I think Canterbury and that's, that's be keen on. That's the difference, in my opinion, between the Tigers squad and the Bulldogs squad is, like, Tigers squad recruited great, but their depth is just, like, you know, it's not really there yet. Yeah. Whereas you look at this dog squad and you've got depth for days almost – um, yeah, exciting times. Now the question, my personal opinion, I would have them more likely to challenge for the eight than the Tigers for sure, um, but I still have them just outside the eight. I'm exactly the same. I've got them above the Tigers, but I don't know if I have them above any of the eight top eight teams from last year. 
I don't know if I have them on top of a Manly with Turbo. Mm. I mean, Manly with Turbo is literally could be premiership winning. <laughs> it's how good he is. Yeah. Uh, Timmy? Yeah, I'd probably I'd have them around that nine or ten. The, the, I'm like you, I know I said, a bit of a throwaway line with the Tigers being ninth, but probably just a tick behind the Doggies. Um, both a lot of unknowns because they both got such new squads, but uh, yeah, do- Doggies nine or ten and Tigers maybe just a notch behind that. Mm. If you had to choose gun to head, pairing of Kyle Flanagan Burton, pairing of Dwayne Brooks. I'd probably go Flano Burton. Where would you go? I would too, just because I think Birdo's the man. Mm. Yeah, I, I think... Um Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, it's it's an interesting one because if Brooks plays to this potential that we've seen, you know, for so long, we have to remember, was it 2018, Dally M7 of the year? Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I, I just think that's a really interesting contrast where like you you don't really like that is a young-ish six or seven that that could really explode onto something. Whereas you look at the Tigers and you go, they've they've decided they're they're the six and seven, but they haven't re-signed them. So it's like these two clubs that are in similar situations, but they're also not when you actually look at the direction of yeah. their key play, their key position. Matt Burton just feels like to me he's a guy that's ready to own a club. Yeah, man, he's so fucking this good. This is so exciting for Burton. Oh man, uh, and that's where because he is so good, he's got so much ability, he's ready to own this club. I really think a halfback like Kyle Flanagan's good for him. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm I'm surprised that they haven't. Now we have to talk about it. Matty Burton off contract is that a problem? Yeah, a couple of nervous nights for... Especially with how going. good this guy is. Like, you know, nearly any club would try to... Because he's just a footy player. Like, he'll he'll play centre, get Dally M centre. He'll play six and kill it. That, you know, unique kicking game that he has. Yeah, I, and I also think that, you know, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, you see with young guys that go away on kangaroo tours and spend eight weeks with the best of the best, they come back with a newfound confidence. They're completely new players. He's... He is super exciting to watch this year, and he, he, he could he could knock his value up two or three hundred k this year, I reckon. Oh, he just he's so impressive, and like like what I loved about, and we spoke about it during the year with Matty Burton during that Origin when it, it was legit cauldron, Suncorp Stadium, punch ons, everything's going bloody south. He was still ripping and tearing after the punch on, like most young blokes in the Origin cauldron have just been in a fight with Dan Gagai, one of like argue like a generational in the sense of this generation, Dan Gagai on Origin is like one of the best outside backs we've seen. He'll, for people that have been watching for the last five, six, seven years, he'll go down as the guy for them, Dan Gagai. Um, gets in a punch on, you know, takes a bunch of hit-ups after it, stays super aggressive. And that's the moment where I was like, this, he's a big game player. Like, he doesn't allow moments to get to him. He doesn't get smothered by moments. He just continues to believe in himself and turn up. Manny Burton, for me, if I'm the club, I'm doing literally anything to keep him, other than obviously paying him like fucking bazillion dollars. But you know what I'm saying. And that's the other advantage I think this Canterbury side has. And I have a look <coughs> through their squad. I think come origin time, 
I think it'll only be Josh Adokar that goes to play Origin. I think Burton, if Turbo is playing, I think he lands a centre spot. I think Jack Whiten's probably on the bench. I think Burton might be the really unlucky guy yeah. Origin, but it means that they get to keep their entire... Like, I don't see anyone in that forward pack playing Origin. Reed Money will stay too now. Yep. So this it's, is Harry Grant. They're, they're in home. a really, really good spot. Yeah. Where, have you got a make in the eight, Matty, or where, what do you got? Yeah, I've got them in the little seven, seven to ten, seven to eleven bracket. Um, but as Guru said, it, it is hard to like see who who will they who will drop out of the eight. But aside from that, as of all the teams that are improving, I think they're improving the most. Mm. Like you have a look last year on the ladder, teams that finished fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and eleventh in front of Canterbury, they all underachieved, in my opinion. Manly, Brisbane, Raiders, South Sydney, Roosters, Storm. Yeah. It'll be interesting, but very exciting times for the Bulldogs. I mean, the change is like, and a key person is Seraldo. Like, if he becomes the coach that everyone thinks he can be, it's exciting for the dogs. It's really, really exciting. I'm actually like, as I said, I, I'm. I think the the Bulldogs have more upside at the moment than the Tigers. I'm uh, I'm really excited about the Tigers' recruitment and that, but there's just the depth thing that worries me at the Tigers. Uh, but yeah, doggy's very exciting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.